Hello, and welcome to Connect, Collaborate, Champion, the podcast of the New American Colleges and Universities, a network of private campuses working to educate students for the public good. Our podcast speaks with insightful experts about current and future issues in higher education and examines the impact of higher ed on society. Thank you for joining us. Colleges and universities are well-positioned to tackle challenges facing the world, but when the issue is as large as climate change, it can feel insurmountable. I'm your host, Michelle Apuzio, Senior Director of Programs and Communications at NACU, and today I'm joined by Matt Packey, Associate Vice President for Sustainability and Institutional Planning at Queen's University of Charlotte, to learn about their efforts to move the needle on campus sustainability. While it's a major undertaking, the institution is steadily implementing initiatives to shift the campus culture toward a greener future. So let's talk a little bit about your role at Queen's University of Charlotte. Your current role is a combination of sustainability and institutional planning. Can you talk about how those two areas are linked and why it's important to have the same person maybe overseeing both of them? Sure, that's a great question. When we look at our approach to sustainability, it's really a comprehensive, you know, across the university factor that we think should be intentionally involved in all aspects of, of what we do. So it's going to take us a lot of time, you know, many years. We've got to shift not just our actions, but our thinking and our culture. All of those behaviors need to change over time. And so we need to plan for that. We need to have institutional plans, not just, a, you know, a committee or a person that's in charge of certain aspects, but really think forward into all that we're doing in the classroom, all that we're doing with our facilities, all that we're doing with our travel or with our people. Uh, so it, it's really an intentional effort on our part to be uh, thinking about how we shift our culture over time and not, not just take steps, which those steps are important and necessary. But how do we move that that forward and continue to evolve our culture? You mentioned a committee, and I, I know that you, so this is, work isn't being done by just a few people. You had a, a sustainability committee with faculty, staff, and students. Can you talk about that committee? How large was it? How were people selected? Sure, sure. So there was really two separate uh, bodies that were involved or are involved. Uh, the the initial group was a task force appointed by the president of the university and senior leadership. Uh, the task force was charged with developing our sustainability plan, but not just in writing the plan, but looking at our current practices, our current policies. You know, what were we doing well? Perhaps what we could do better. And, and frankly, there was quite a few things we could we could do better. And so the task force gathered that intelligence, gathered that information through uh, surveys, through listening sessions, through actually sitting down, you know, in the dining hall with with students, uh, speaking with our faculty, just getting all the input that we could, but also looking at other institutions, other schools in particular, to see what their best practices were, to see how they were doing things and saying, well, how does Queens stack up? You know, what are we lacking and what could we do better? And that helped that task force form a formal plan, and it's an actual document and a lot of uh, electronic links to uh, external resources, but uh, an actual plan that was then reviewed and, and, and approved by our senior leadership team and ultimately our, our uh, board of trustees. That plan led to the formation of a sustainability committee, 
and the committee includes uh, faculty, staff, and students. We just started that for this fall semester, and that committee is charged with enacting the plan. I'm the chair of, of that committee, and, and we're pulling together the team on a recurring basis to talk through what are the next steps, right? So we've, we've got a baseline uh, in the plan of here's where we are today. How do we get to where we want to be? Goals and objectives are, are indicated in the plan. And we use the ASHI STARS uh, framework. I think it's a great tool for, for schools who are just starting out like, like we are. Uh, it gives you a lot of structure, gives you great access to what other institutions are doing and kind of steps you through a process to, in, in this case, earn points. We're not necessarily concerned about the points as much as we are about achieving the objectives. So the committee itself is likely going to evolve over, over time. You know, students graduate, we hope. <laughs> Faculty, staff transition into new roles or, or maybe leave the institution. But the intent is for it to be an evergreen committee and for the plan not to be just one and done, but we'll probably have another plan in five years and plan after that and, and you know, five years or whatever the time frame is that evolves in complexity and, and depth. So again, we're starting out now sort of fresh and green, uh, no pun intended, <laughs> and we, we will gain momentum and then learn, oh, we could do more things, we can do better things, and then evolve the plan from there. You know, I'm always interested in anything that involves students. So are there particular majors at Queens in which you're pulling students from for the committee, or are you, you casting a wider net because the students are interested in this overall as a generation? Yeah. So we are, we are casting a wide net. We didn't want to limit it to just folks in conservation biology, for instance. Now that was a natural place for us to go as was we knew those students were interested and we do have some on the committee, but even those who, who raised their hand and said they would be interested in the committee, we have said, all right, if we, we don't have enough seats necessarily on the committee, but we will come back to you and engage with you for certain aspects and ask for your input and feedback and, and involve them in, in, in projects. So uh, we really want this to be a campus-wide effort and not just a small group of, of, of people who are taking charge. I know that the work began in early 2020. And then you actually switched and you led the COVID response team, a little bit of a curveball. I did. Did this work continue through the pandemic in terms of that original task force or, you know, did you have to put the brakes on for a bit? Yeah. So we're a pretty small campus here and uh, COVID was not concerned with sustainability. It uh, reared its ugly head and we did have to pump the brakes and, and sort of put the planning on the shelf for about a year and a half to two years. It was still on our mind, still a high priority, uh, but because of just the resources we have available here on, on campus, we had to turn our attention to, to dealing with COVID and, and making sure we kept our, our campus safe. Well, then you got back on track and now you're moving along. It still seems like a huge challenge for a campus to undertake all these efforts. As you mentioned, you've got to think about what you're doing in the classroom and travel, et cetera. How do you go about tackling this? The challenge is not accepting the status quo, right? We want to break the, the cycle of, well, I always come to work this way. I drive alone, right? And I, and I, and I park my car and at lunchtime I get out in my car and I go to lunch and so on and so forth. And, and, you know, the lights are on from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. and we heat the buildings this way and we cool the buildings that way and, and so on. You get the idea. We have a lot of work to change the culture, and that's really where our plan comes into play. 
is we want to engage all of campus. We want to give everybody the opportunity to participate. We don't want to put the burden on any one group of, of, of folks. We want to partner with our community, not just campus, but we have a lot of great corporate partners here in, in Charlotte. And we want to look at this from a uh, educational standpoint as well. I, I know that's unusual at a higher ed institution, <laughs> but it is, it is something that um, we don't just want to change what we're doing here on campus. We want impact of the students who are going out into the world. And so we're, we're working across the board here to say, let's make sure our intent and our, and our communications make it clear that we want everybody to be involved. We want everybody to look at their particular areas we want to offer them, you know, tools and tips and techniques for how to make change happen. Uh, we want to give them resources to come to us and say, hey, I've got this idea. I don't know how to make it happen. Can you enable us? And so it's really a, a give and take, right? It's not just a top down, hey, the president really wants this. We really want to see a shift in the way people think on a day to day basis here and go, hey, I, I don't need to. Uh, leave that light on when I leave my office. And maybe because I drive past three other people who are coming to campus, we could carpool. You know, let's make sure we're building our buildings to a certain green standard, that we're purchasing our, our food or other items from local resource. You know, all the things that with some intentionality you can accomplish, our belief is with this committee and, you know, ongoing leadership that we can make those changes. It is, it's a big challenge. It's not easy. There's nobody out there that's going to raise their hand and go, yeah, this is simple. Right. And, and we're certainly not uh, naive to think that way. Is there anything, I know that the, the work, the implementation work is just starting, but is there anything that you, that is already underway in this effort? Yeah. So uh, over the, over the summer prior to really forming the committee, I was able to go with our utility providers in particular and find our historical usage rate. So, you know, how much electricity are we purchasing? How much water are we consuming? Uh, how much natural gas are, are we uh, leveraging here on, on campus? Building some trend analysis, uh, some baseline information, if you will. So I could share that with, with campus and say, right, here's the starting point. Here's how many megawatts of, of electricity that we're, we're using. And let's find ways to improve on that, right? Let's talk about energy savings opportunities, both actions that individuals can take, but also how can the institution become more efficient? And so did a lot of that research. I believe it or not, found a way to build a uh, internal web page that I could share that. And, and I'm saying believe it or not, because I just don't have that skill set. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is something that uh, now we've pointed Canvas to to say, okay, well, here's, here's our plan. It's shared on this web page. Here's our mission and objectives. Here is the, the ASHI stars matrix that we're tracking against. And then all of the utility burn rates that I mentioned are on there as well, sort of in a graphical format. Uh, then we also, last summer, partnered up with uh, some local community resources to help us with food waste. You know, how do we process our food waste so that it, it becomes compost rather than landfill? How do we recycle our cardboard so, again, it doesn't end up in, in the landfill? We are uh, taking steps to reduce our uh, consumption of, of paper, which on a, on a college campus is a hard effort, but yes. people just, just love to print things. <laughs> and then sometimes that's necessary, right? And so my coaching is, well, if you're going to print something, you know, let's print it on both sides of, of, of the paper. Um, but challenge yourself first is, could we do it electronically, right? Could we just disseminate the information in, in a different way? 
And so we're also now tracking our paper usage from, from our copier systems and publishing that. So we can show people, you know, here's how much paper we're consuming and what does that mean in, in terms of how many trees are being used up, how much water is being used up to produce that, that paper. Again, it's, it's all geared towards educating campus, making people aware. And so then we can start encouraging changes in behaviors. Those, those efforts were kind of put in place during the summer, and we're just starting to communicate them now here in the full term. In terms of the internal website, is that just for faculty and staff, or do the students have access to it as well? Yeah, students have access to it as well. Part of our, our formal plan was to be transparent, right? To share all the information that we can, both our successes and our failures, our flaws as well, right? So yes, we continue to burn fossil fuels here and, and that's not the ideal state, of course, but it is it is something that we do. So when I when I publish, you know, here's how our electricity usage is trending or our natural gas usage is trending, it's meant to show people, you know, here's here's the reality. This is who we are. We're not hiding that. Uh, but also there are there are great things that we do, and we want the students and prospective students and families to know that, right? We're harvesting our rainwater and, and reusing that for irrigation, both on our campus and there's an elementary school behind us uh, that gets irrigation from our, our system as well. So there's good things that we're already doing we want to sort of publicize, if you will, and there's things that we want to improve on and we want to make people aware of that. Are you using any, you know, other than the internal website, any other communication vehicles to help with the changes? Yeah, so we have um, a campus newsletter, if you will. It's an electronic newsletter. comes out, I think, twice a week now, Tuesdays and Thursdays. It's called Q News. And so every so often I will publish in there just reminders, tips, techniques, point people to the website for more information. We'll do surveys. Uh, we're in the, the midst of doing a transportation survey now, still developing some of the, the questions, but asking people about their commuting habits, you know, how they come to campus and if they would consider different options to that, what would those options be that would be uh, meaningful to them? And so it's a um, an outreach effort right now, but we've also opened up a mailbox, a sustainable QU mailbox. So anybody on campus can send us a question or a request or, you know, hey, how do I get more information? The committee itself has access to the mailbox. It's not just one person. So everybody can kind of respond and uh, communicate outward that way as well. Anything in like the, the residence halls? I'm thinking about, you know, electricity and water usage yeah. <laughs> in the in yeah. the dorms. We we haven't done any sort of postering or visiting into the into the dorms. We'll actually wait until we have a couple of committee meetings under our belts and make sure our student representatives are comfortable voicing those types of ideas in the residence halls or in, into the student community. We don't want to force anything like that on, on folks right now. It's it's more of a request. We have taken actions from an infrastructure standpoint. So in the last five years, we replaced, um, I think about 70% of our plumbing fixtures with, you know, low flow, less usage type fixtures. We replaced, uh, lighting fixtures with high efficiency LEDs. Uh, we're in the midst of a project to really upgrade, uh, a lot of our HVAC systems to be more uh, modern, efficiently controlled with with technology rather than a lot of the pneumatic systems we've had in the past. Or we have a number of very old buildings here on campus, as, as most do. 
And the systems for controlling the heating and cooling got to the point where they were just literally manual. Uh, somebody having to open and close baffles or vents wow. um, or, or, you know, turn valves. So uh, we've computerized a lot of that to, to just be more efficient. So, you know, students or faculty don't have to take deliberate actions in a lot of cases, uh, but they can still make choices, like you said, and, you know, turn off the lights or, or take a four-minute shower rather than a 25-minute shower, things like that. <laughs> I have a, I have an 18 year old and I've been tempted to, you know, put up a sign in our home bathroom about shorter showers. Just share the, <laughs> uh, the utility bill with him or her. I like that idea, Matt. <laughs> you know, I can't imagine that there would be anything but positive feedback from everybody about this, but so far, what has the response been on campus? Yeah, I would, I would say it's been a very good response. Pleasantly surprised uh, that folks are really leaning into this. I would admit, though, there, there are some skeptics saying, well, we've seen some starts of this type of effort before. We didn't see it go anywhere. And, and to them, I say, well, what did you do, right? Did you lean into this? Did You know, you, you seem to care. What was your part in it? I, I would say this is the first time we've had a, char- a formal charge from the president of the university to make this happen, make it a priority. Um, you know, he's put a person in, in charge. He's formed this committee that I talked about. And so I think that makes it more real. And now that we have a, a formal published plan, people are looking at that and going, okay, I can see now that things are actually going to be happening. Um, and because we're, we're pushing information out, both through the website and the Q News that I mentioned, it is gaining some momentum. So I think those who want to lean in are, those who are skeptical, maybe they're just being a little bit more quiet right now. So this is obviously a a huge challenge for any campus of any size. Do you have any advice to others who are maybe contemplating doing this work or just beginning this work? I would really suggest don't go alone, right? There are just tons of examples out there for other institutions that have already been where you're trying to go. Regardless of your resource levels, uh, there are tools out there. there There are templates. There are you know, best practice examples. I even found other institutions who were willing to share their formal plans. So you don't have to start from from scratch. I, I think that was a big learning learning for me. Higher education is really good in that way. We do care about the overall mission of higher education, not just our own place in the world. And I think this is a this is an even further example of that. Is is we all recognize, you know, we we have these buildings on campus. Uh, many of them are decades, if not a century or more old, and, and uh, perhaps not the most efficient things in the, in the world. <laughs> and so if you can look at a school that has made changes, done it well, well, why not learn from that? And then I, I mentioned ASHI, uh, the STARS uh, matrix, and, and ASHI's website alone has just resources uh, that are just really valuable. And then I would say just engage you know, with your campus, with your constituents, learn from uh, different points of view, what's important and what's, you know, valuable to try to accomplish. Don't just assume because some campus you researched did X that you also need to do X. Perhaps X isn't important to your campus. All good advice. We really appreciate you being here today, Matt. It's really wonderful. It's such an important topic. And thank you for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Connect, Collaborate, Champion. We want to give a special thank you to our producer, George Drake Jr. To learn more about the NACU campuses, visit nacu.edu.